Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. How come my name's first? Hey, how come we don't have any muffins today? I know, we're muffins. Forget about your name. Stop thinking about yourself. <laughs> Think about the muffins. Wait, isn't it all about me? It usually <laughs> is. That's why your name's first. <laughs> Dude, oh, good morning, Glenn. Hey, good morning. Where's the muffins? I you know. have an answer? Come on. I know. I know. Well, we'll wait for our, uh, our waitress. What do you call a waitress in a coffee shop, anyway? Uh, waitress. Okay. So... Um, so I've been watching what, what I've been eating lately, right? So I, I am here this morning, uh, so hungry, it's unbelievable. But hey, we have coffee. What else to need? Right? This morning, you're watching what you're not eating. That's exactly right. I'm very aware of it. Yeah. So yeah, great to be back here. Love hey. what we're doing. What are we doing today? I like I like this. You uh, you just kind of cued me up on it. Give me a yeah. So so here's here's what we got. Normally, you know, as folks know, you know, our sessions last about. You know, between eighteen minutes, which and is two like hours. and two hours, right? So, uh, so, but you know, we, we usually take a topic and do a deep dive, but we break our session down into you know a, a section about experience, you know, what we went through, and then strength, right? And and as I like to put it, you know, what we did at the in the sober gym, you know, what tools did we use? Did we learn? How did we do it? And then hope, you know, what kind of result are we getting from it, or what kind of hope? Do we expect or continue to expect, you know, from our growth and, and, and from putting those tools into motion? So, right. and all we got is our own experience. But yeah, so you know, I mean, there are folks out there who don't agree with everything we say. That's okay. I mean, it's it's it, it's our story. It's how we got through this. It's how we look at things, and 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 it's our facts. Right. right? So it's. You know, we're, we're not, you know, as we say in our nice little disclaimer, we're not, you know, professionals. We're not medical professionals, et cetera, et cetera. And we're certainly not paid. No, we we're are not. We're not paid professionals. No, we are not. Um, so so here's here's what I was thinking for, for today's session. So um, you mentioned early on, right? Um, in, in fact, I've been in a lot of meetings with you, and I see you with your notebook, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Taking notes. And, um, you know... I always wondered what was in that notebook. Um, I thought you were judging other people in the room and judging their outfits and stuff. But what you were really doing was writing down sober nuggets, right? Right. Um, or if if we're in the the coffee shop, um, you know, I, I, I almost look at them, you know, as as sober espresso shots, right? Right. right. Like just a nugget of really good stuff. So you have. I don't know the exact number today because it keeps growing, but maybe up, uppers of a thousand of them. About a thousand, yeah. And they are really deep stuff. So the way I look at it, especially with the Sober Dot Coffee uh, shop, you know, it's a it's a shot of espresso, something powerful. So what I thought we'd do today, something different. I thought we'd do rapid fire, right? All right. All right. Let's line up at the barista, mm-hmm. right? At the counter, let's line up. You know, six espresso shots of just ones that we randomly pulled from your list. Beautiful. Right? So you actually had that list in, in, in a Word document, which I think is amazing. Um, so what I thought we'd do today is just go through all six. So 
We are going to try to stick to the 18 minutes. So just think three to four minutes for each one, right? And 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 as you said, hey, you can almost make a full you know podcast episode on each one. Absolutely, right? right? And and maybe we will. Right. But for this, we just want to give a sampling of you know some of the um, the deep dives uh, or or, or yeah. sober nuggets sure. that are in that pile of a thousand. Yeah, okay. it sounds great. Yeah, because you know I pick these. None of these are original thoughts. These started out as something I heard in the room. And I thought, wow, I really need to ponder that. And then I take it outside the room. So, yeah, I'm ready. I, these are just phrases, sayings that I've heard in the rooms that uh, we can expound on a little bit. All right, excellent. All so, right, so, so rapid fire is key, right? Right. Um, all right, so the first one. One of my favorite. I have alcoholism, mm-hmm. not alcoholism. I know, right? I love that line. So what does that mean? Well, it's like I'm an alcoholic, not an alcohol was. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I I have alcoholism, not alcoholism. Uh, You know, the way I, it goes back to that word forever. You know, I I, I don't just have to, well, first of all, let me back up. Yeah. Because ism, ism as defined is like, I love the definition of connected to. Right, mm-hmm. so you're connected to a, a Bidenism would be something he says all the time. You're connected, mm-hmm. a callism. You're connected to it, right? So, so I look at it as something I had, something I will, I have today, yesterday, and tomorrow, right? So I don't have wasm. It's not going to go away. This is what I've learned in the rooms. It's not going to go away. Yeah, but I thought people said, "Hey, I'm recovered." Do, doesn't that mean it's gone forever or no? Well, it says you recovered today. Says you recovered today, Got and it. I know I was recovered yesterday. Yep. But no, that's a great point. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, I've come to believe, in my opinion, that you know the alcohol part of the ism was where I was, right? But mm-hmm. it it was a it was a thinking problem, not a drinking problem. We've heard that phrase before. It was a thinking problem, yep. not a drinking problem. So I'm always going to have this. And we did an episode on the whole in the soul. Always going to have it. Always gonna, always gonna be with me. I just have to be cognizant of that. Does that make sense? Right. So is a means it's always there. Not was meaning it's in the past. It's handled. You never have to do any more work. Right? That's right. Okay. Right. Right. And and just wrapping on that one, you know, awareness of that, right, is vital to right living. I mean, it's vital. You you need to be aware of the fact that you are an alcohol. You have alcoholism every day. It's vital. Yeah, and I really like, you know, how, how you put that, the hole in the soul and, and addiction. The way I look at it is, you know, we, we have an addiction to fill in the hole in the soul. We're always right. seeking to fill that hole in the soul. And, and for many years, we used external solutions, right? right. We, used, we used workaholic, mm-hmm. sure, right? And, and that's applauded, mm-hmm. right? We used, you know, m- maybe shopaholic, mm-hmm. maybe some gambling, maybe relationships, Maybe media and digital entertainment. Um, you know, there's different ways to do it, but you know, through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, we're learning to fill that hole differently today. Absolutely, love it. Alcoholism. All right, no, one down. Okay, right. second one. <laughs> feelings are not facts. <laughs> That's hysterical. You know, I get feelings like 10,000 times a day. You know, to mm-hmm. maybe maybe more. I my feelings are hurt. My feelings are. I feel good. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to win the lottery every time it plays out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know? Yeah, None but you didn't buy are. a ticket, right? But I didn't buy a ticket. So the fact is <laughs> I'm not awesome. going to win. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I also believe, I also love the phrase, 
that goes with that one, don't believe everything you think. And a lot of times my emotions, I get an emotion and and then I think I, I think it. I, I think it like it's reality. And it's not reality at all. What, what is happening in reality is that it is totally different than where my emotions go. And Glenn, how about it? I mean, nine times out of 10, maybe 99 out of 100, what you think, what your emotion thought was going to transpire, d- didn't transpire. What you what thought was going to happen never transpired, right? Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, there are some feelings that are facts, right? If I put my hand on a hot stove and that stove is hot, that's a fact, that's right? That's a fact. But, you know, it reminds me of a Facebook posting that I saw and, and I just like mock it. But you know how things are. If you see it on Facebook, it's true. Right? <laughs> Not. Um, but the, the, the posting that I saw is your thoughts and feelings are valid. Act on them. That is one of the biggest crocs of crap I have ever seen on Facebook. And, and yet that reminds me of how I ran my life for 50 years. You know, if I felt one way, I would act on it. If I thought something, I would act on it. Um, and I liked your word awareness. Um, one of the things that kind of woke me up in feelings and facts is, you know, I'm going through and I've gone through process of, of trying to get in shape, right? And I'll wake up in the morning and yeah, I weigh myself every day. I know I probably shouldn't do that, but I weigh myself every day and I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, I just feel fat today. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how I feel so bloated. I feel so fat. I feel so sore. This is useless. And I go and I weigh myself and I lost two pounds. You know, I mean, it's just how I feel. And, and that's just an awareness thing, um, you know, that my feelings aren't always facts. Right. You know? right. Okay. And, you know, doing a 10th step, I know, because I always try and look at these sound bites and what step is it applying to? Right. And, and I don't always, I'm not always victorious trying to do that, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, because an emotion, right? Anyway, I think the 10th step, I think it applies to the 10th step because the 10th step for me, and go back and listen to the episode on step 10, but the 10th step for me is kind of take an inventory and a reality check. That's what I call my 10th step, a reality check. Right. So I so I like, you know, I really like that. And, and what rings strong in my brain is act rightly, mm-hmm. do the right thing, right. regardless of how you feel. Right. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. Good, man. All right. That's two. Ready for the third one? I am indeed. We're, uh, during, we're, we're getting keyed up on this third shot here, the third espresso shot. All right. Go ahead. All right. Pain is a great motivator. Uh, yes. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. But, so. but, you know, well, well, let's tear this apart. There's a guy in a room that says pain is the only motivator, right? right? And, and I think we've torn that apart before. You know, yes, pain can be an absolute motivator, but so is greed. So is greed. So is greed. And there's other motivators. Fear is a motivator. Uh, so, right, greed. Pain is not the only motivator or the greatest motivator, but it is, in fact, a great motivator. But yes, so is greed. Um, you know, my pain for me was it it, it, surren- it it motivated me, like, to surrender. I, the reason I stutter stepped there is because it, it didn't make sense. My pain hurt so bad that I couldn't lift up and do something strong about it. I had to do something weak about it and surrender, Right. But it was the pain. It was my pain point that really I have to remember every day. And I do, Glenn. I go back to it every day. I go back to that pain because that it's important for me to replay that pain so 
that I know why I'm doing what I do today, which is working the 12 steps and working the program. Yeah, and I've there were two years, and I, you know, again, I wish I took notes, but there were roughly two years that I worked this program so diligently because I wanted to avoid the pain and consequences of taking another drink. Mm-hmm. At some point, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you think about greed, but at some point, I stopped doing it to avoid the pain, but I kept doing it because I wanted to continue growing. I wanted more of the better life that I was getting through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. I love that. So I stopped. I mean, I don't even think, I mean, yes, there's a couple times, once in a while, I'll think, you know, I don't want to relapse because I don't want that pain. But a lot of times I relapse, you know, I think about relapse and I'm like, wait a second. I have so much good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. If I drink, I'm going to miss out on that continued path right. of better, of more better. You know, I think if that it, makes any it, sense. It absolutely does. And, and here's what just rattled around this head is it's like a sports team, right? So you you play not to lose you, you, initially, right? You don't want to lose. You the play game. the game to win you, or do you play the game not to lose? Well, right? exactly. And that that's a big, but you don't, if. A lot of times you take like a uh, sports team in rebuilding years, right? And right. so it's really painful. It's like painful. the Bears? That's right. Okay, yeah. don't go there. I didn't say that. So you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, and then you, you start getting better. Here's my point. One year you win the Super Bowl. You win the World Series, okay? You've now tasted that, and you play to recapture that, right? And mm-hmm. so what I'm hearing you say is the same thing that I do. I, I come into the rooms and yes, I do remember the pain I came for, but I stay in the room so that I can continue to grow and get more of exactly. So, you know, I like to quote great, great American philosophers. And uh, so, so, you know, you, <laughs> which you, one this time? Well, you said greed. So the great American philosopher from the 80s was Gordon Gecko, And he said something to the effect of, for lack of a better term, greed is good. Right. So. So greed is certainly, is that one of the seven deadly sins or, or the 20 deadly sins or whatever? There's a lot of them. Yeah. So, so greed can be bad, right? I used to be in an industry that was full of greed and the whole thing collapsed, right? So, so greed is bad. So I don't, I mean, when, when, I, when I say greed, um, you know, as a motivator, you know, maybe there's a different word, right? But when, how I define greed is I want more of this new cool life. Right, Love it. learning, growing, more promises coming true, um, you know, more promises coming true, and at a deeper level. Right. Yep. So that's, that's how I define. Greed. No, I'm I'm with it. What motivates me is the same thing: that commitment to to kind of the guiding principles of the program and my purpose. It, yeah, I want more of that. I want more, more, more. Okay, great. I'm not sure which one we're on. I think we're on four. Right. Okay. The fourth espresso shot. You ready? Yes, go. Step three made a decision, not figure it all out. Yeah, I love that. I remember writing that down, made a decision. You don't have to have it all figured out. Um, but but making a decision, it, I'm, I find myself at a crossroad. I'm, I, I'm either going to make it flippantly and without much mustard behind it, or I'm going to make it like a Supreme Court makes a decision. Right. Mm-hmm. So once they make that decision, it's it, it's it's final. 
right? So I played with the word decision as, okay, I'm going to make that, I'm going to decide for today. Tomorrow, maybe I decide a different way. Uh, I think that's a misread. I think that you make a decision, um, but I love what I what, what tailed off there, and that is that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to. The only the only requirement of step three is to make a decision. It, it's not that big a deal, but it does take commitment. You need commitment behind it. Right. So as I shared all my step three back on the story, uh, folks can go back and listen to it. But you know, I spent a long time on step three. You know, I was really focused on figuring it all out. I had a lot of great stuff happen, you know, that we're not, since we're doing espresso shots, I'm not going to go deep into it. Um, but, but then I was reminded, you know, I spent like 18 months on step three mm-hmm. and, and I was doing a lot of great stuff. But then I was reminded in the rooms that step three says, make a decision. Mm-hmm. And, and I had made that decision a lot earlier in the process. You know, I dove in the deep end of the pool, right? Right. Um, you know, and I, you know, the way I look at learning about turning it over, right? God's will. I mean, I had no idea what that was. But what I committed to was, okay, I'm making a decision to, to, to figure this out, mm-hmm. right? I'm making a decision to dive in the deep end, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's, there's, there's folks out there that are like, oh, I can't, Figure out this spirituality stuff. Well, that's, what does God's will mean? What does turn it over to God mean? Yeah, right. And yet they're sitting up in the bleachers. Right. You know, you can't learn how to swim unless you get in the pool. Unless you get right? in the pool. Right. And, you know, the, the steps, and when we were referring to, you know, step three made a decision, you know, the steps are, are laid out sequentially. And the first three steps are foundational, right? They're really foundational. They, they represent the main building blocks of the program. So... You know, and and again, it closes out with simply making a decision to live a better way. No, I, I I really like that, and and you know, as it's clicking for me, you know, just chatting with you here at the coffee shop, um, I didn't know, you know, who or what I was turning my my will and my life over to, right? right? So I think that's why I spent a little bit more time on that than I probably should have, but darn it, I made I that decision. Well, you know, I I've read the uh, Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the first hundred and sixty four pages mm-hmm. several times. And nowhere in there did it demand that you do anything in any framework of time. It, right. it is a matter of moving through the steps at, at the pace that is most impactful to you. All right, excellent. Okay, fifth one. Ready? Yes. Uh, the fifth one, the fifth espresso, rapid espresso shot. Your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, another another favorite of mine along the same lines is when people see me in action, am I reflecting sobriety in the best light? Would they want what I have? Mm. Uh, I love that. So, I'm, you know, look, it boils down to my walk and my walk or am I, or my walk and my talk or, or am I just l- providing lip service to, to the next person? I don't think they deserve lip service. I think they deserve uh, legitimacy. Yeah, you know, I I love this one because for my entire life, um, you know, I, I words were the most important thing, mm-hmm. and I, I I use them and I use them very effectively. I studied how to use them. I studied how to speak them. I have a speech communication is minor, which you'd never figure out by the way I speak on the podcast. But um, you know, I really learned what to say, how to say it, who to say it to. You know how to pause everything, right? Um, and yet now, 
when I live my life, um, 80% of my life um, is action-based. I let my actions speak for me. Whether it's in AA or whether it's with my business clients, you know, I really focus on living it. And then, yes, 20% of the time, you know, I do speak to it. But, you know, breaking out to my relationships with my daughters for years, words didn't matter. It was 100% actions. Dad, we're tired of your, we're tired of your words. Your words mean nothing to us. What are you doing? Right. And, you know, that's, that's so strong. In the rooms uh, that I go to, I, you know, I, I've been to counselors. When I first came into the program, um, you know, I went into rehab. And uh, I sat across from pimple-faced PhDs uh, who were trying to tell me about my alcoholic problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they could have had a bullhorn. They could have stood on the top of that building and screamed out what my, what my dilemma was, what my crisis was, and what the solution was, and I wouldn't have heard them. But to sit in a room or to sit across in a coffee table, coffee shop with you across having a cup of coffee, if you whisper, I listen, because you walk your walk. I, uh, and, you know, there's been... Uh, just a quick sidebar, you know, there's been plenty of people who have walked their walk that have laid the path for us in our ro road to recovery. I think of guys like Bill Wilson, who, you know, Bill W., who started AA, and uh, I think of uh, Father Martin, uh, you know, and Ch Joe and Charlie, you know, mm -hmm. these guys walk their walk, and, and but then their words were used to back it up. Does that make any sense? No, totally. And, and early when in early sobriety, when I was in the rooms, you know, people would talk and, and I didn't believe anybody else at the time either. I didn't believe my own words. I didn't believe their words. Um, you know, I thought there were a bunch of sayings, a bunch of mantras. And, and I'm like, yeah, this is like mind bending, right? Mm -hmm. Mind manipulation. But, but what I started to really latch on to by going to the same meetings over and over and over again, mm -hmm. I could watch people change. I watched their actions right. in and outside of the rooms and, and I'm like, okay, they really believe this stuff because they're, they're living it, they're acting rightly. That, that is, so it's very yep. impactful. So keep coming back is what I just heard you say and, and watch the development. One of the benefits of keep coming back, right? Okay, got it. All right, last one. Okay. We're probably really cranked up on these espressos, but here's the sixth <laughs> one. Rapid espresso shot, sober shot. Uh, my character defects don't define me. My character strengths Oh, uh, that was such a transformation. And, you know, that sure didn't happen on day one of sobriety, but you give it time, you work the program, you work the steps, and that that sentence just makes has so much credence behind it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was certainly not true for me. It was exactly the opposite when I was out there, right? Every My defects were magnified, you know? Everything about me was just negatively magnified. Again, I so what I did was I isolated because I didn't want those character defects to be my persona in public, right? So that led me to deeper isolation. You know, to the hope side of things, I love this because as as we work through the steps, step six and seven, and you start working on your character defects and realize which ones are really holding you back from your full potential and living your purpose, you really start exasperating effort into your positive characteristics yeah so i i really like what you said so as as i think about it i mean i had a lot of character defects 
you know, I, I look at the, you know, seven deadly sins and the Ten Commandments, and I kind of use that for a long time as a barometer. And then somebody's like, well, no, there's like 194 character defects. And I looked at that. I looked at the beam. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here, right? Um, so, you know, when we talk about character strengths, first of all, in this program, I had to learn what those strengths were. I had to learn them. I had to practice them. I had to, you know, the way I like to say it, I had to learn it. And then I had to live it, okay? Um, and, and today, what I have noticed today is there are times in my life where my defects still come up. You know, um, a lot of times with my wife, some selfishness comes up. Um, I got some really quality snide remarks once in a while that are really good ones. And, and I just, you know, the, the defect there is not necessarily that I think them because, you know, thoughts are thoughts, but that I actually say them. Right. And then before I say it, I say, Glenn, don't say it, and yet I still say it. So, I mean, that's a defect, right? But what I have found is if you start living with your character strengths, let's just say, and I love the 92% rule, right? Let's just say I, wor I work my strengths 92% of the time at the 8% of the time where I screw up, right? And I'm back in my character defect zone. The people around me who know me and you know who see me on a regular basis they know my intentions they know that hey 92 percent of the time i'm working on my strengths eight percent of the time i'm going to step in mud sure right so i have found that i get quick forgiveness in that zone a lot quicker than i did when 92 percent of my life was my character defects mm -hmm. you know so so it's different you know i to wrap that one up I, I jotted down a little note while you were talking there. I was paying attention, of course, but yet I now, yeah. got, now got another add, add another note in there. What you described to me, at least in my brain, this is how it filtered through, is you know I used to look in the mirror and I would see chaos. Mm -hmm. Now I look in the mirror and I see calm, and that's what oh, resulted man, that in the program. Absolutely, right? that is powerful. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I think I'm going to put calm on my mirror just to remind me. Oh, there you I go. I like it, man. Working the calm. Hey, All right, this so, has so, been so fun. hey, six espresso shots. Six espresso shots. You know, it's like those shows that eat the chicken wings or, or, the, or the hot sauce. You oh, know, yeah. it just gets right. hotter. That's right. So, uh, thanks for trying that out. Rapid uh, sober bites, uh, sober shots, sober of, shots of, yeah. of espresso. Let's do that and, again. Uh, now we, we've got a couple off the list. We got another thousand nine hundred ninety-six. Oh, that's to go. right, man. That's awesome. Hey, thanks, thanks, brother. Glenn. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.